What's up, everybody? Thanks for being back here with us, talking a little Yahoo NFL DFS. This is, of course, the Yahoo NFL Thursday Night Live show. Adam Kaufman, Greg Ehrenberg, and Greg, you know, we don't always get excited about Thursday Night Football. I, I think we get excited about the fact that football's back and we get to kick off a new week. We know the level of play isn't always wonderful on the short week for these teams, but at least... Here today for the next 25 minutes or however long we're together, it's my happy place. We get to talk about my beloved Patriots. They're surging. They're streaking. They've won four in a row. They're perfect on the road. And they're taking on a dismal Falcons team, a team that has not won in Atlanta in five or six meetings. How are you? I hope that at some point the 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 Falcons take a 28 to 3 lead and just the just, <laughs> just the, the social media just for the social media reactions and if the Patriots come from behind but I don't think that's going to be the case like you said this Falcons team not very good this year and not only they're not good they don't have Cordero Patterson and usually running backs don't have a massive impact on any individual game but uh, oh by the way not officially ruled out Cordero Patterson, I was just gonna say years. so just for clarity's sake we're he's viewed right now as a game time decision with that ankle injury correct Kind of. Uh, all the reports are that he's trending towards not playing. So w- with that in mind, it appears that Cordero Patterson's not playing. He was limited in practice all week. They weren't able to ramp him up. So officially, they say game time decision. But what does game time decision mean? It doesn't actually mean 50-50. It means they're going to make a decision about his injury at game time. But all expectations are it's ultimately going to mean that he does not play. We don't have him included in our projections right now. And as far as running backs go, he's just as much a wide receiver as he is a running back for this team. Mm-hmm. He's played a massive role in the passing game just two weeks ago at over 100 receiving yards. So that's going to be a big weapon that Matt Ryan's missing in addition to Calvin Ridley. So bad team that's going to be even more shorthanded this week. Yeah, no question. He is, that is Patterson, very dynamic. He's, of course, the leading rusher for this team. He's the second leading receiver behind Kyle Pitts. And as you noted, we've got Calvin Ridley out for the fourth straight game dealing with Uh, mental health concerns, obviously. So there's uh, a a lot to get into here. And if you are thinking about just for, again, fantasy purposes, doesn't really matter who you think is going to win the game, unless, of course, you're just diving down narrative street, telling yourself a story to build your lineup, whatever you're doing. If you're thinking that the Falcons are going to be a good fantasy play tonight, independent of the ultimate outcome, then, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some uh, death chart diving here over the course of this show. But before we get into the odds and ends for both clubs, let us tell you, of course, about our great partner, Yahoo. And uh, we've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some great offers. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. I tell you, you should have acted earlier because, you know, back at the uh, start of the year, it was two free months. So this is, you know, we, we tell you about these incentives for a reason. To qualify, you do have to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We'll reach out to you uh, via email with your coupon if you need immediate access. No problem. Email support at osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 below, which you can use to enter any Yahoo contest. Make sure you use our DFS tools, projections, all of that good stuff designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. So let's get right into it here, Greg. Again, these Patriots who uh, a lot of people had had left for dead with the one and three start have now won four straight. They have won five of six. They're six and four. I know six and four doesn't sound like the, the greatest record in the world. It's not. They are technically in a playoff position. I think the, the bigger thing as it relates to the Pats and, and they're they're kicking it into gear come November, you know, late October, November, December, as the Patriots historically, it seems like they tend to do under Bill Belichick, even I guess without Tom Brady now with Mac Jones is 
Uh, the AFC, there's just so much parity. You know, there isn't that that clear dominant favorite in the AFC right now. I mean, even if you wanted to shout out Buffalo, the Patriots are a half game back of the Bills going into this week. In Kansas City, maybe Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are, are what we all expect them to be, but we've got a one-game sample of that last week. So uh, Patriots, obviously, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of fantasy, obviously, but just bigger picture stuff. While these Falcons are reeling, Patriots certainly have something to prove tonight. Yeah, and the Patriots also to really just to make you feel good about yourself. I think the Bills are pretty overrated. We've got the, the Bills are a favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's a favorite to win MVP. In what universe? <laughs> They've been, you know, this is a team, like you said, they're a half game up on the Patriots. They have one win over a team with a 500 record this year, and they've lost to team like the Jaguars this week, uh, this year. So I don't think the Bills are nearly as good as a lot of people seem to think. And I think the Patriots are very live to end up winning the division. Now, that's not like the Patriots are beating world beaters either. And they have the toughest stretch of their schedule coming up, not starting with this game, but after that, they have the Titans, two games against the Bills going in Indianapolis to play against the Colts. And, you know, then I think we'll really find out, especially those two games against the Bills, who's going to win the AFC East. But as for today's game, uh, and just looking at the overall pricing, we don't have to be worried too much about the salary over on over on Yahoo, especially when you consider that Cordero Patterson, who would have been more of the, one of the more expensive players, is not going to be involved. Same goes for Calvin Ridley. Then you got the quarterbacks, Matt Jones, $27, Matt Ryan, $26. Uh, there is a lot of cheap players to be rostered in this game, and salary concerns kind of go out the window. Let's go with that. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Mac Jones, who was even during the winning streak, was just kind of OK. And then obviously was very good against Cleveland last time out. As you said, he's twenty seven dollars. He's 19 points. That's the highest projected, at least of, of this single game slate tonight. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's not too far behind. He's twenty six dollars. The pricing is right there, but he's 16 projected points in large part because after the Falcons got absolutely abused there in Dallas last time out lost by 40 points their worst loss in almost two decades Matt Ryan had arguably the worst start of his career had only 117 passing yards he was like nine of 21 I think it was two interceptions obviously no touchdowns he was really really bad and as we continue to highlight just doesn't have a lot going on around him where it seems like Mac Jones is you know, he's he's got a rapport with Jacoby Myers. He's, you know, Kendrick Bourne has has really come into his own in recent weeks. Hunter Henry has all of a sudden just been like auto in the red zone. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what it means for the passing game with Damian Harris. We'll get to the running backs, but Damian Harris is uh, expected to be back from his concussion and playing this game tonight. So what does that do for you for the passing game as you evaluate these two QBs? Yeah, so, I mean, starting with Mac Jones, he's pretty clearly the top overall play in this game. Like you said, we have him projected for the most fantasy points. If you go to our single-game simulations tool, we have him being the top score in this game 40.5% of the time, one of the top two to five scores 52.5% of the time. So, you know, we're looking at over 90% odds here that he lands in the optimal lineup, and considering that salary constraints are not really an issue, I think it makes a whole lot of sense to have Mac Jones in nearly every single lineup that you build today. And it's not just that he's playing well, and now I don't totally agree that he should be co-favorite with Jamar Chase from Rookie of the Year. I think Jamar Chase should be favored right now. Uh, but take that aside, Mac Jones is playing really well as of late. It's an easy matchup, and it's hard to trust anything on that Falcons offense, uh, especially the way Matt Ryan's been playing recently. So Mac Jones is the number one overall guy to roster in this game. We appreciate you being here with us. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, you just want to go after one of us, whatever the case, it's okay. Join us here, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're finding us. Throw your comments in. We'll get to them. We got R in there. It says Pats are going to smash. 
Uh, kicks good. I agree. Pats cover, especially if Patterson is out. Spencer with the happy birthday wishes. Really appreciate you. Again, not my birthday, but I like the, uh, the gimmick here. Uh, one QB lineup. Will you, uh, as usual, work, uh, says R in here. So, um, well, you know, I, I can tell you, taking a look at uh, at the optimal lineup currently, and things can certainly change once we, uh, again, get Patterson ruled in or out. Greg expects him out. The projections expect him out. But once we have all of this stuff, all the inactives come out a little bit later on, just skipping ahead, telling you a little bit about the optimal. It is a 2QB lineup right now with uh, Matt Ryan in the superstar spot. Looking at this game, do you like a 1QB lineup or do you prefer the two? Uh, most of my lineups are going to have both of them just because once again, salary restrictions, not really an issue on this slate. And once again, if you look at our overall simulations here, we have Matt Jones with the highest odds being the top scorer in the game. And then Matt Ryan is second. And they also have the two best odds of being in the utility spot. Uh, so I, I think that because the salary is so flexible in this game, it kind of gets down to, do you think Matt Ryan is going to be one of the five highest scoring players in the game? And most likely the answer is yes, because if he isn't, you know, who else are we who else are we looking down towards? Could guys like Mike Davis, Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris outscore him? Sure, but we haven't projected higher than all those guys. So the most likely scenario is that Matt Ryan ends up in the optimal lineup. So still fairly high priority for me to roster both Matt Jones and Matt Ryan. And in particular in cash games, you have to play both of them. Well, and especially when we talk about this sometimes when teams just don't have many weapons with Matt Ryan, I mean, you just want to get exposure to, to everything, you know, because you don't know other than obviously Kyle Pitts, who he's going to lean on, especially with no Patterson, no Ridley. And so maybe it just makes sense, obviously, to, uh, to, to get your exposure there. Superstar spot or not, that's for you guys to decide in building your lineups, obviously. But it would seem to make sense to have both these guys. So as we go to the running backs, Greg, again, Damian Harris, he's projected for about a dozen points. He's uh, $21 as he is expected back from his concussion. He participated during the week. And uh, Gunnar Olszewski, for people who care about the, the return game, he's expected back as well. Just an injury note. Ramondre Stevenson, seven and a half projected points. Now, he is also $21 for the Patriots. He is, and there's a reason for it. You know, obviously, maybe when pricing came out, we didn't know if Harris was going to play. Uh, Stevenson's coming off the multiple touchdown game, first of his career. He had 100 yards. Still, if uh, we'll get to Atlanta, but first for these two for New England, I have to assume your belief is I'm not going near Stevenson because if there's a back to play, it's Harris. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? We got an electrician who just made a guest appearance, came in here, got some tools, exited <laughs> out. Not, not every day we get guest appearance. Like, that, that really confused me for a second there. Uh, but as, <laughs> Someone's as for, always watching, right? It's good to have viewers. Hey, it, it's a live audience. This, this show is being done in front of a, a live audience or just people who are uh, listening outside the door. But yeah, I mean, the running back situation. So Damien Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, the reason that Stevenson is $21, the same price as Harris, is because it appeared earlier in the week that Harris was not going to play. And like you said, he didn't play last week. He had the concussion. He was listed as questionable until just last night. He was taken off the injury report. So Stevenson is priced at this dollar amount just under the possibility that Damian Harris didn't play. So there wasn't just kind of crazy, you know, pricing mishap. We had a really good value play. Also, that Stevenson was really good last week. But because the salaries are what they are, I expect Damian Harris to go right back to be the number one running back. Mm -hmm. So that's going to take Stevenson mostly out of play for me. Harris is the guy to look at at the top end of the pricing tier from the Pats. Now, if, in fact, Cordell Patterson is out, and again, we'll know that in, in a matter of hours, but if, if everything trends the way it's been, the assumption is that he is out, 
Is Mike Davis an, an automatic play for you tonight? I mean, he's only $11. He's very clearly the lead back for the Falcons without Patterson. He's their second leading rusher to begin with. He's projected for about 11 points. Again, super, super cheap. Do you have to get him in there? I don't know, because uh, also I don't agree with you that he's clearly the second lead back. So we saw Cordero Patterson go down last week early in the game. Wayne Gallman carried the ball 15 times. Mike Davis carried the ball four times. Could it be Mike Davis? I don't know. It could be Wayne Gallman. And I think that maybe there's it's even more likely to be Wayne Gallman based on what we saw towards the tail end of last week. Now, the game was not remotely competitive. The Cowboys won 43 to three. Here's how I'm approaching it, though. I don't know what the Falcons are going to do in their backfield without Cordero Patterson. I want to get a, about equal exposure to Wayne Gallman and to Mike Davis. And so Mike Davis, once again, uh, at $11, Wayne Gallman, $12, a little more expensive. I think it makes sense to get both these guys in like 30% of your lineups or so if you're playing multiple GPP lineups. And I don't want to be tethered to one guy because I really do not know how the Falcons are going to approach this. If last week is any indication, Gallman's going to be the guy, though. So Gallman is, uh, he's actually more expensive. He's $12. We have him projected for five points. So again, our projections do have uh, Mike Davis being the guy, but we'll see. Obviously uh, that last game, a little bit confusing in that respect. We'll see how it, uh, it, it all ends up playing out as, as we get a little bit closer here, but wide receivers, let's make the move there. And again, continue to get your, your thoughts, your questions. in. we see you guys loading up in the chat. So for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers, who finally scored a touchdown, didn't come from Tom Brady, didn't come from Jared Stidham, didn't come from Cam Newton, didn't come from Mac Jones, came from Brian Hoyer in garbage time, but he's finally got that first NFL touchdown catch. Took a few years to get there. Projected for about a dozen points, $15 for him. Nelson Aguilar, who we don't talk a lot about, he's $12, about eight projected points. Again, Kendrick Bourne, who seems to be in a good spot, good uh, rapport with Jones right now, projected for about eight points as well. He is $16. On the other side, it's it's Russell Gage. Like He is your number one guy in terms of the receivers. I know Kyle Pitts is like a receiver, but in terms of the actual receivers, it's Russell Gage and then, of course, Tajay Sharp. He comes in at $10, projected for about seven points. So both those numbers, just a little bit lower than where Gage stands. So in terms of the wideouts, who do you like? Yeah, so are, are we going to include Kyle Pitts as a wideout? Are we going to are we going to bring him up in a different part of the no, conversation? No, I think to me he's a tight end. I mean, he's technically a tight end. He's priced as a tight end. Uh, I think we have to view him as a tight end. It, well, I mean, just if I'm including him in this part of the conversation. Because you he's your world. He's, he's, he's my fa- in terms of pricing, Kyle Pitts is my favorite pass catcher. So tight end, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, $17 for Kyle Pitts. I think it's a great price. He's my favorite player in the in that mid-rear, in that mid-range team pricing range. If we're just talking pure wide receivers, then I really like Jacoby Myers. So Jacoby Myers, sure, last week was his first touchdown reception, but he also had a couple of two-point conversions this year. And realistically, what's the difference between a two-point conversion <laughs> and a touchdown? You know, there's a difference the for fantasy. Yeah, exactly. So there's a difference for fantasy point production, but the idea that he could catch two point conversions, but can't catch a touchdown, you know, that's a little off base to me. I think the Patriots have designed plays for Jacob Myers. Keep in mind, he's also had at least off the head, off the top, had a couple of touchdowns have gotten called back this year. So it's just been a lot of bad luck that he's ultimately not found the end zone. I still think he's a really good wide receiver. I've played him a bunch in fantasy this year. So Mm -hmm. my favorite pass catcher to get to from the Patriots is Myers from the Falcons. It's Pitts. Not too late, by the way, to uh, take advantage of all the great Osmo tools. I want to tell you guys, the Osmo Plus NFL Express Weekly Pass, it's not even 5 bucks, not even 4 bucks. It's $3.95 a week. That is it. Best way to introduce yourself 
to Osmo Plus and all these great tools that we keep highlighting. Everything that we are talking about, all these projections and pricing and optimal lineups and running things on Fantasy Cruncher or Greg talking about, you know, Mac Jones having a 40 some odd percent chance of being the leading scorer tonight. All this stuff is available to you. I mean, we're not just this isn't, you know, proprietary information that we are unwilling to share. It's all available to you. You just got to pay for it. And it's not expensive. Again, three ninety five a week and uh, play a head to head with a buddy. You'll you'll probably win that back in a hurry. And then obviously you can tackle some larger GPPs and whatever you want. But uh, everything expert Slack channel. We got the, the showdown single game contest strategy, of course, classics as well for larger field come Sundays. Uh, it's all available to you. Great value tools and, and fantasy streaming helper for season long schedule tools, all that stuff. So uh, do take advantage. Stop guessing. Start winning and join Osmo Plus today. Let's go to tight ends again. Kyle Pitts, like you said, he's uh, he's obviously a great play tonight. I imagine he's going to be very, very chalky, heavily, heavily owned. He's seventeen dollars projected for about 13 points. Uh, he's just having a, a fantastic year. Top five pick in the draft, doing what everybody thought he was going to do. You know, he leads the Falcons with 606 receiving yards, and that is the second most through the first nine games of a season by a rookie tight end ever. Just to you know, throw a, a fun number out at you. On the other side, Jonu Smith is expected to return. He's cheap. He's not projected for a ton of points. Just something to think about. But Hunter Henry has really been, again, a focal point in this offense for Mac Jones. If not, obviously, uh, you know, let's say in between the 20s, certainly in the red zone. I mean, he is a guy that is getting all sorts of usage in the red zone. I mentioned it off the top of the show. His seven touchdowns this year, Greg, lead all NFL tight ends. Uh, he had two last week. He's scored in, you know, however many times in the last few weeks. So he's uh, he's getting locked in here with Mac Jones. Is this a situation where you want to get both these tight ends in? I know you want to play Pitts. Do you want to play Henry as well? Not really. I mean, $19, I think, is a really high price to pay for him, and especially because he's so dependent on scoring touchdowns. So just just his recent weeks, for example, or actually for the entire season, he's gone over 45 receiving yards once the entire year. He's touchdown or bust, and I get the touchdowns have been there, but the targets aren't really there. And is the expectation really that he's going to score a touchdown, you know, one out of every four targets or so, or like here's recent week receptions to touchdowns last week, catches four passes, two of them for touchdowns. Week four, two catches, one of them for touchdowns. Week four, that doesn't score a touchdown on one catch for that two catches, a touchdown, two catches, a touchdown, you know, is, is this really going to be a case where we're looking at this guy and be like, Hey, 50% of the time he catches the ball, he scores a touchdown. That's not sustainable in my opinion. And I value target share a little bit more than that. And he's not somebody who draws a whole lot of targets in this Patriots offense, considering his price point, which is heavily weighted towards the idea that he just is a guy who scores a lot of touchdowns. I don't buy into it. There's a whole lot of guys I'd rather roster than Hunter Henry. And just for reference, if you look in our top, in our, in our top plays tool, we have from the Patriots, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, all his pass catchers on the Patriots with better odds of landing the optimal lineup than Hunter Henry. And they are cheaper with better projections. Let's uh, think about the DSTs. Normally, it's not something we, you know, I, I know obviously you have to acknowledge them when it comes to showdowns. It's just typically they're, they're I don't know, so many points you don't really consider it. But you also don't usually have one of the top defenses in the entire NFL available to you against a team that's really struggling that doesn't have much of an offense. So if ever there were a time where it makes a lot of sense to play the Patriots DST, it is certainly tonight. Uh, projected for about seven points, uh, $20, so not cheap by any stretch. 
Uh, Falcons at about five points, $10, but this is a Patriots. Well, I mean, looking at both sides. So it's a Patriots defense, second scoring defense in the NFL right now, Greg, sixth overall. You got Matt Judon. He's got nine and a half sacks, obviously a, a, a lot of talent on that, uh, you know, on that defense, on that unit, that special teams, at least collectively, if not individually, five interceptions by uh, JC Jackson so far this year. And then Atlanta on the other side, you got the 25th scoring offense, 25th overall, uh, a terrible defense for people thinking about the Patriots offensive players, the skill players as well. But again, fixated here on the DSTs. Is there any appeal to you to play the Patriots or are you sticking with the uh, the skill guys? Not really. Uh, I mean, if you do look, there's a, you know, of, of course there's a non-zero chance of them landing in the optimal lineup, but it's very, very low. And there's so many players projected better than them and they're really expensive. So these are the only players more expensive than the, than the Patriots defense today. Ramondra Stevenson, fine. If you want to play the Patriots defense instead of Stevenson, I have no issues with that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, Damian Harris is more expensive than the Patriots defense. Matt Ryan, Matt Jones. That's it. Every other player in this contest is cheaper than the Patriots defense. They aren't that likely to outscore all of these cheap options. So to me, very low priority play. If you're playing one, three, five lineups, 10, don't play the Patriots defense. If you're getting to a point where you're playing, you know, 150 lineups, sure, play the Patriots and five percent of them or something like that but twenty dollars they're pretty unlikely to land in the optimal lineup so ultimately you're going to need a pick six or, or something like that to to really you know return value for you make it worthwhile but beyond that you need them to also outscore guys like damian harris matt ryan and mac jones because that's just Valerie. who they're priced similarly to yeah. so if is uh, is the patriots defense that likely to outscore say like damian harris they could they could score a touchdown and still not land the optimal lineup at that mm-hmm. kind of price so it's 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 a it's a bad play in my opinion what about the superstar spot obviously for people looking for those extra points you got matt ryan who i think is is going to be well represented in that spot. Obviously, uh, I would say Mac Jones will get his attention. Obviously, Kyle Pitts. Is there someone else beyond those three, or is it those three that you uh, you you know has most of your attention? Mac Jones has to have my most attention. Like I said before, we have him with a forty point five percent chance to be the top scoring player in this game. That is by far the top odds. The next best odds: Matt Ryan at sixteen percent, Kyle Pitts at eleven point two percent. So there's nobody nearly as likely to land as the top scoring player as Mac Jones. If you're playing cash games, play Mac Jones. You're playing tournaments. You still want to get a lot of exposure to Mac Jones in the superstar spot. But where I think we need to also talk is how do we want to differentiate a little bit? And uh, some guys that I think make sense, Damian Harris. I think this is a game script that should set up pretty favorably for the Patriots to be running the football. You and I both expect New England to win, uh, number one, because maybe of slight Patriots bias, but also just, you know, common sense. Patriots are pretty big favorites today. And uh, this is a game that we think they are better. Uh, Jacoby Myers, because once again, I think that the touchdowns are going to come more frequently for- towards him now than the one ever. I don't even know how many career games he played uh, before last week. Was I, like 30. I want to say it was game 39 for him. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say 35, but either way, he's yeah. going to score a touchdown more often than once out of every 39 games. So Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris, I think those are the guys who are expecting to be in less than 10% of lineups at the superstar spot that I think warrant consideration there. Well, there's going to be plenty of time to talk about what's going on for that game tonight, obviously, over the course of uh, a, a very busy day. Obviously, you've, you've got the two of us here and you got time to go back, review, relive, because not a whole lot is going to change between now and kickoff unless 
Of course, Cordero Patterson ends up getting ruled in and plays, and that'll shake things up. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. So uh, coming up, you got the Jock Market NFL Thursday night and Sunday night preview live show starts in just a few minutes. Uh, Eight time will be along with Moose Jeff Ulrich. So tune in for that. Four thirty, uh, about an hour from now. Uh, you will have, let's see, Aton Matt Lamarca, just more more of the guys coming in uh, for a little leaderboard live preview. So that should be a fun time. 5.30 NBA Deeper Dive. You will have Josh and uh, Bearded Adam at 6.30 NBA Live Before Lock. It'll be Laffy, Greg coming on back. And then uh, 7.15 to about 8.20, of course, it's NFL Showdown Live Before Lock, talking more about the Patriots and Falcons in Atlanta. And we will have... Uh, let's see, it's going to be Ben, Alex, and Neil doing that one a little bit later on. So we encourage you to stick around, you know, keep watching awesome programming throughout a uh, otherwise busy workday for all of you out there, potentially, or you're just getting ready to make your lineup, so spending the whole day thinking about it. Thanks to producer Tyler for guiding us through, and uh, hopefully he enjoyed the show almost as much as all of you out there. Greg, always a pleasure, man. Let's do it again next week. It, uh, it always goes quick. All right, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. 23 and a half hours, more Yahoo talk, but for the uh, Sunday main slate. See you later.